Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Interesting case out of Michigan from the Detroit News. A couple people sent this to me, including John, who said, Steve, I bet you've gotten this a million times. Well, he was the first, but I have now got it from four different people. And here's the question. The police roll up on you. You're just minding your own business. And they say, hey, who are you? What are you doing? And they go, here, we want to take your fingerprints. And they take your fingerprints just because they've encountered you. Is that something they can do? Well, in Michigan, as of right now, they cannot. Michigan Supreme Court rules that taking fingerprints without a warrant is unconstitutional. And uh, it's something that I think will surprise many people because Michigan Supreme Court can be all over the board on things. But uh, they have now ruled that taking a person's fingerprints without a warrant is unconstitutional, rejecting the so-called photograph and print policy previously used by the Grand Rapids Police Department. Kayla Rubel wrote the story, by the way. It's a unanimous decision issued yesterday. Michigan's highest court concluded that fingerprinting someone who has not been charged with a crime qualifies as an unreasonable search in violation of the Fourth Amendment. Now, notice they say fingerprinting someone who's not been charged with a crime. So presumably, if you get charged with a crime, they can book you, fingerprint you, take your mugshot in and lock you up. So obviously, at that point, fingerprinting is the least of your concerns. Uh, And in case you have not been uh, refreshed on this, the Fourth Amendment is the right of the people to be secure in their persons houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures, and that right shall not be violated. So this is your right to be secure in your person, to be secure in your person, and uh, it shall not be violated. But of course, what we're talking about here is uh, the procedure that the Grand Rapids officers were using. They were given cameras and fingerprint kits as part of their standard equipment, which allowed them to photograph and fingerprint someone at any time at their own discretion. So they wanted to, they just, hey, let's get your fingerprints. The department changed that policy in 2015, but according to the court ruling, the practice was used routinely by Grand Rapids police officers during stops as a way to gather identifying information. Now, some people are going to say, Steve, if they stopped doing it in 2015, why is the Supreme Court ruling on it now? Well, number one, it may have taken a few years for this case to get up through the various courts and make it all the way to the Michigan Supreme Court. But number two, the fear is that if they don't rule on it just because they stopped doing it, once they hear that it's no longer going to get ruled on by the courts, they can go back and do it. And then uh, if they hear it's going back up on appeal, they can stop doing it. So it is something that obviously if they didn't rule on, some department out there might decide, oh, let's just start fingerprinting everybody, kind of like Grand Rapids used to do. So the photograph and print policy was facially unconstitutional because it authorized the police department to engage in unreasonable searches contrary to the Fourth Amendment. That's Justice Richard Bernstein writing in the court's unanimous opinion. Unanimous opinion. Fingerprinting an individual without probable cause, a warrant or an applicable warrant exception, violates an individual's Fourth Amendment right. Now, I know some people, because there's always at least one, but I'm guessing two. (laughs) Always going to be some people going to say, Steve, come on. Police encounter somebody. They've got a good reason that they encountered them. Not enough to arrest them. Not enough to charge them with a crime. But they've encountered somebody who's up to no good. And they take his picture and they fingerprint him. So what? Taking his picture. I mean, the guy's walking down the street. You can look at him. He, 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 you can see him. Taking his picture is no big deal. Taking his fingerprints. What's the big deal? What, what? We're not taking his fingers. 
were making prints of his fingerprints. Who, who cares? Question I have for you, my friend, is have you ever been fingerprinted? Because I have been. Now, I know there's different technologies for it, but I suspect they have not put the latest, greatest, groundbreaking technology in the hands of the cops out in the field. But I got fingerprinted because, as a member of the Michigan Bar, I had to get admitted, and as part of the admission process, you get fingerprinted. And you give them your fingerprints, and then they run those through some place, something out there, that tells you whether or not I'm the person who I claim to be, and also to see if perhaps under some other identity or something, I've committed crimes in other states. I don't know, <laughs> but I got fingerprinted. And when I got fingerprinted, and I admit this was a few years ago, I had, I had ink all over my hands. And when you get fingerprinted, whether or not there's ink involved, okay, there's this thing where somebody grabs your hand like you are a child and rolls your thumb and then rolls your index finger and rolls your other finger. And I got news for you. I don't like being touched by strangers, especially when they're insinuating that there's something wrong with me. Now, when they fingerprinted me for the bar, I understood that. I got that. I actually said, okay, I'm here of my own free will. I knew I was going to get fingerprinted when I joined the bar. So that's not a problem. But if I'm walking down the street and a cop shines a light in my face, say, hey, what are you doing? Who are you? Come over here. I want to take your picture. I want to fingerprint you. I'd have a problem with that. Now, I'm not saying I would put up a fight. I'm not saying I would run away. But I would certainly think my rights are being violated. So I agree wholeheartedly with the Michigan Supreme Court for once. <laughs> the state court ruling stems from a case brought by the ACLU on behalf of two teenagers who were subjected to the policy in two separate instances in 2011 and 2012. So obviously, this goes way back. In the 2011 incident, a young man was stopped by police after being seen walking through a parking lot and looking into cars. Uh, he was 15 years old, did not have any ID on him at the time, as many 15-year-olds don't. And I can tell you right now, before I had a driver's license or a learner's permit, I didn't carry ID. I don't even think I had ID. I mean, it's not like I have my birth certificate. I mean, I'm walking around. The officer took his fingerprints in an effort to see if he was tied to any other crimes. He was eventually identified by his mother and was released without charges. So they saw him in a parking lot. They thought he was looking into cars. He had no ID on him, but then again, he's 15 years old. So they held him, fingerprinted him, and then released him to his mother. The following year, an officer stopped the second person after observing him hand a model train engine to another boy, which the officer found suspicious. So he had a model train engine in his hand. He handed it to another boy in a suspicious fashion, according to the police. He was let go without any charges, but was photographed and fingerprinted before he was released. A trial court and the Michigan Court of Appeals had previously sided with the city of Grand Rapids ruling against the kids. Friday's Supreme Court decision reverses that decision. And that, of course, is one of the things, and I know people who aren't attorneys say, Steve, that must upset you. It does. It does. And it upsets most people when they hear about this. The trial court said, perfectly okay. The court of appeals said, perfectly okay. The Supreme Court says, unanimously, not okay. And since they're the Supreme Court of Michigan, they win. So, you say, well, wait a second. Trial court was wrong. Court of Appeals was wrong. 
Supreme Court's got to straighten that out. Yes, yes, that does happen. And now, it's not necessarily as bad as you think it is. Because quite often, courts look to see if there's any precedent. And it very well could be the trial court asked the attorneys and said, does anybody have any precedent from the Michigan Supreme Court saying that this is wrong? Because presumably there isn't any from the U.S. Supreme Court. That's why I'm saying that this would be the supreme law of the land if you could find a Michigan Supreme Court case on point. Presumably they couldn't because it didn't exist yet. So that's going to be the only slack I'll cut the Court of Appeals and Trial Court on this one because the precedent didn't exist yet because the court had never ruled on this exact issue. Um, The ACLU director, Dan Karabkin, says... Today's unanimous ruling confirms that the Grand Rapids Police Department's photograph and print policy is dangerous and unconstitutional. Uh, He said the policy had enabled decades of racial profiling, police overreach, and threats to personal privacy. According to records reviewed by the Legal Advocacy Organization, three-quarters of the people who were stopped and printed by Grand Rapids Police uh, were minorities, uh, and yet they only make up 20% of the city's population. The ruling against the Grand Rapids Police Department comes as law enforcement agency remains under scrutiny uh, over the death of a 26-year-old who was shot and killed by Grand Rapids Police during a morning traffic stop back in April. Uh, And that officer has been charged with second-degree murder and fired from the police department. And I'm only including that because that story did make national news and some people might go, wait, there's something I remember hearing about Grand Rapids. But the real key here is... In theory, you're walking down the street and a cop says, hey you, what are you doing? Nothing. Come over here. What's your name? Got any ID on you? Let me take your photograph and run your fingerprints. And you can see how that escalates from from him asking or her asking you a question to let me interact where I'm not actually grabbing your hand and doing something with it. And so, you know, I'll admit that sometimes some of these intrusions don't seem like they're that big of a deal. You got fingerprinted. Did it hurt? Well, it depends. They use the black ink that you can't get off for a while, and they give you a paper towel and say, here, you can clean off your hands now. Good luck with that. But the point is that some of these rights are principles. They are principles. And so they've got to draw the line somewhere. And the problem, of course, is they can't draw a bright line and cover everything, which is why the Court of Appeals and Trial Court couldn't find precedent whether or not it was a violation of Fourth Amendment rights to be fingerprinted for basically no reason other than the fact that the cops ask you for your fingerprints. So again, the Fourth Amendment, the right of the people to be secure in their persons against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. And yeah, I left everything else out because this does not address houses, papers, and effects. But this is your person and your, 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 your body. So there you go. So the Michigan Supreme Court does something right. I got I, I, I to salute them for that. Because remember, this is the same group of geniuses who said that a mechanic had performed a job when he removed the lug nuts from the wheel of a car and then put them back on without tightening them. When the wheel fell off, that was not a violation of the Motor Vehicle Service and Repair Act because the law only required him to perform the job. And he had performed because they found some dictionaries that said perform was like doing something. And they did something. So they did something and performed. What's your problem with that? 
Well, elsewhere in the statute, it says that you will have performed the job satisfactorily into completion. Oh, really? Oh, uh, well, whatever. Uh, it's still performed. <laughs> so they can be all over the place. But here, 7-0, they got it right. Michigan Supreme Court rules taking fingerprints without a warrant is unconstitutional. Kayla Rubel wrote that for the Detroit News. And Neil, John, Jerry, and Chris all sent it. Thanks a lot. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. When your work speaks for itself, don't interrupt.